0: Hey guys, in light of the current COVID-19 crisis, I am teaming up with Himalaya to show our support. From April 1st through the end of May, Himalaya will match the exact dollar amount for every active subscriber to our premium channel and donate it to direct relief to support our healthcare workers. Go to your favorite app store, download the Himalaya app, search for Personal Revolution and subscribe to our premium channel to show your support. Let's fight this pandemic together. Hi, this is Alison Task with the Personal Revolution Podcast, and I am, as so many of you are, at home, choosing to keep myself at home, keep the world a little safer, keep my family a little safer. Oh, and if you're wondering why the quality of this recording isn't like the rest of the podcast course, well, it's because I too am home, in a closet, trying to make the best of this, but it's not exactly sound booth quality. Thanks for understanding. Luckily... I went to culinary school back in the day, back in the 90s, as a career and life coach and an expert now in professional transitions. I can tell you I've learned the art of transition and I've done the art of transition. I started out as a dot-com executive, left and went to cooking school, and then now I'm working full-time as a coach. But in that time that I went to cooking school, I actually had the good fortune to appear as a chef host on several TV shows and write a couple cookbooks, and I... (laughs) Uh, So be careful what you wish for. You know, when I made that career change, I I left dot com and said, well, I'm an executive, right? I'm just making websites and stuff like that. And it's fun, but I want something so that I'm trapped on a desert island. I can be useful. I can serve humanity. I want to be able to cook. I want to have real cooking skills and Boy, did that come true. So I am cooking a lot every day. And I have to say, the skills are coming out. I know how to fill a freezer. I know how to fill a pantry. And I would like to make, my goal has always been, as a chef instructor, to help home cooks cook more easily. So I've written two plus cookbooks. Um, my first cookbook was called You Can Trust a Skinny Cook. If you look it up, you'll look it up under my maiden name, Allison Fishman. And my second cookbook was called Lighten Up America. Lighten Up America in collaboration with Cooking Light magazine. That's under my first and a half name, Allison Fishman Task. And also, I should tell you, I hosted a couple of TV shows. One was called Homemade Simple. That was on TLC. One was called Cook Yourself Thin. That was on Lifetime. And most recently, for two years, I was the host of a show on Yahoo called Blue Ribbon Hunter, where I traveled the country going to various food festivals. I served as a judge at the Lobster Cook-Off. I competed in the Cheese Dip Festival in Little Rock, Arkansas. The lobster cook off was up in Maine. I partook in a lot of morsels of spam at Spam Jam in Hawaii. And of course, we went to food trucks and luau's and all kinds of other fun stuff. But today, I wanted to share the first recipe I made when I realized that we were going to be in quarantine for at least two weeks. Now, today is day 15, and I'm looking, looks like this is going to be another three weeks at least. I'd like to see what I come up with when we're in week 10, 12, 15. That should be fun. but right now it's day 15 of quarantine. And I want to share with you my recipe for fuss-free meatballs in marinara. These are mostly simple pantry ingredients, definitely stuff, very, very simple stuff to get. And I'll share lots of substitutions in case you're home and I'm like, I don't have that oregano. Not a problem. Not a problem. You need tomato sauce. You need some chopped. If you have tomato sauce and chopped meat, We can get creative with the rest of the ingredients. The reason I call this fuss-free meatballs in marinara, because uh, where I live in the Northeast, New York, New Jersey area, which is right now really the the belly of the epidemic at this point, there's lots of wonderful Italian-American cooks. And many of them make their meatballs and then fry them. By frying your meatballs, you get nice caramelization on the beef. You get nice browned edges and then they can put them in sauce or not. My cookbook was called You Can Trust a Skinny Cook. So I was always looking to save steps, right? Make home cooking more simple and also reduce unnecessary calories. Do you really need to fry a meatball? Probably not. It's a lot easier if you don't. If you fry it, your kitchen's filled with grease. It splatters. It's kind of a pain in the neck. So Obviously, I'm not Italian. Well, not obviously. I will confess I am not Italian. I am a Jewish American woman. um, So perhaps that's why I was able to bastardize these meatballs. But I will say they're pretty damn good. So enough preamble, let's get into the recipe. This is something I did with my five-year-old daughter. She took it's so easy. You make a double, make a triple batch. Once you have the meat, make the meatballs, freeze them, freeze them individually. You can just throw a bunch of them into a plastic bag, freeze them, have them for whenever you need them. They're very satisfying. They're very, very tasty and they are super simple. So this is a great activity to do with kids. This is a great item to fill your freezer. If you want to take a break from whatever else you're doing with ground beef. Obviously, you don't have to use beef. You could use beef, pork, chicken, turkey, whatever kind of ground meat you would like to use. So if you hear this, that is me flicking pages in my cookbook. So let's get into it. So this recipe calls for, you know, a tablespoon of olive oil. I don't measure anything, just, you know, a a round of olive oil. If you take the olive oil, invert it into the pan and and, uh, swirl it around. So tablespoon of olive oil, just pour a little bit of olive oil out. Do not get the tablespoon out. Do not make an extra dish to make for yourself. What I like to do is I take a skillet. I point the olive oil down. I do one round around the pan. So as if it's a, a clock, right, a clock face, just start at six, go to nine, go to 12, go to three and back to six. That should be a nice little tablespoon two garlic cloves, slice them, smash them. We'll get into that later. A 28-ounce can of crushed tomatoes. If you happen to have crushed tomatoes, great. If you have whole peeled tomatoes, great. If you have tomato sauce, great. You need some sort of tomato product because we're going to be making a marinara. Two teaspoons of kosher salt. If you don't have kosher salt, just use regular salt. The regular fine iodized salt, you need about half as much. So you just use a teaspoon. And by the way, when I made this, I just went to my drawer and grabbed a small spoon. I didn't use a measuring spoon. A slice of bread or about a quarter cup of breadcrumbs is fine. That end of the loaf of bread, use it. That's what we want there. Don't get yourself all fancy with fresh bread or breadcrumbs. Just that piece of bread that you would have thrown out anyway, that's what this is for. One and a half pounds of meat. I like the meatloaf mix you find in a store, ground beef, ground veal, ground pork. But right now, we're not gonna care. I grabbed the 80% lean ground beef and that's what I used when I made it with my daughter. Half a cup of grated Parmesan cheese. It's a nice salty cheese. It's not super caloric either and it does give you lots of flavor. If you don't have that, you can use cheddar. A harder cheese works better here. One large egg. Half of a small onion minced. If you don't have that, use a tablespoon of dried onion. A third of a cup of chopped fresh parsley. I'm betting you don't have that. So two tablespoons of dried parsley is fine. A third of a cup plus two tablespoons of chopped fresh basil. No one's doing fresh herbs right now. If you have it, if it's in your garden, super duper. Probably not because it's... April. (laughs) Um, So if you don't have the fresh basil, you can use, again, two tablespoons of dried basil, two tablespoons of Italian seasonings, two tablespoons just of whatever seasoning you like, a teaspoon of dried oregano, and a quarter of a teaspoon red pepper flakes. I leave that one out because it makes the meatball too spicy for my kids. There you go. So if you put that all together, if I say two tablespoons of dried parsley, two tablespoons of dried basil. So that's a quarter cup. So use a generous quarter cup of dried herbs, a mixture of Italian spices, oregano, parsley, marjoram, not thyme, thyme would be weird, but do some combination of oregano, parsley, garlic, basil, and there you go, quarter cup dried spices. Put that in a little bit, you know, a pinch of red pepper flakes for good measure. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. Ready, ready first you're going to heat up the olive oil in that skillet. You've got that tablespoon of olive oil. Use a skillet. Now take garlic cloves. Here's a really good tip um, for getting your flavor out of your garlic cloves. You can mince them if you want. You can pulverize them in a mincer if you have one. You can grate them um, if you want to use a grater, or you can smash them. I'll take a garlic clove and just smash it. When you smash it, use the side of your knife to just kind of I don't know, pummel it a little bit, lay the knife over the garlic clove and smack it with the heel of your hand. That kind of smashes the garlic clove and releases the juices without having you finally mince it, thus leaving the juices all over the cutting board and then not in your food. So a little bit of olive oil, smash those garlic cloves, not very time intensive, releases a lot of flavor, put them right into the olive oil. Now, once that olive oil is nice and hot, what I like to do is tilt the skillet so that the garlic is submerged. So either it's that minced garlic, that grated garlic, or even those whole garlic cloves that are now smashed, get them submerged in the olive oil garlic burns when it's out in the air. It doesn't really burn. It kind of poaches really nicely when it's submerged in that olive oil. So let it do that, right? Let it do that beautiful little sizzle. Then when that's getting nice and scented and garlicky and all yummy in your house, pour in the 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes, whole peeled tomatoes, whatever it is. If you're using crushed tomatoes, just go ahead, pour it in, stir it around, you're good to go. If you're using whole peeled tomatoes, well, make sure you sort of pull out, you can see the, the tops of the tomatoes, the little hard bits at the top of the tomato where it was attached to the vine. Kind of take that out. That's just tough and you're not going to want to eat that. So try to like pinch that out now have fun and let your kids have fun with this too. Squish those tomatoes. If it's whole peeled tomatoes, you got to squish them. You got to break them up. Let your kids do it in a nice deep bowl because it's going to spray everywhere. Squish it, maybe not in the skillet, right? Not over the heat, but in a deep bowl or even a pasta pot. Let them squish those tomatoes. It's super fun. If you're doing it, you can sort of mash it up with, um, I don't know, a potato masher, maybe a wooden spoon. They get squirrely. They'll get away from you or maybe just release some tension and squish them with your hands. Um, and that's... That's it. Let that thing come to a simmer. That is going to be your sauce. Of course, the sauce is going to get really flavored with the meatballs themselves, right? The meat is going to flavor the sauce. So, a simple sauce, just a little bit of tomato, garlic, you're good to go, right? Simple, simple, simple. Next, let's make the meatballs. So you're going to take that slice of bread, you're going to put it in a food processor, you kind of want to turn it into breadcrumbs. If you have breadcrumbs, just use a quarter cup of the dried breadcrumbs and put them in. You're going to put it in a big bowl, the bread slash breadcrumbs, with the two teaspoons of salt, with that one and a half pounds of meat ground beef, veal, pork, turkey, chicken, whatever ground meat product you'd like to use, do it. Put in that half a cup of grated Parmesan cheese, put in that large egg, put in the onion that's been finely minced, these are going to taste really good. And those onions are going to cook up in your sauce. So don't you worry about it. You just throw them right in. You get them really finely minced. They'll give nice texture to those meatballs. Or if you don't feel like it, like I said, just put in a tablespoon of dried onion. Make sure it's not that onion powder. The onion powder would be really intense. You'd want no more than a teaspoon of that. This would be um, dried onion pieces, like minced onion. Then you're going to take a quarter cup of your dried herbs. That's parsley, basil, oregano, mixed Italian seasonings, whatever herbs you feel like putting in there, put it in there. And then, you know, a nice pinch of red pepper flakes if you want a little bit of heat to it. It probably will be imperceptible to all but the smallest of mouths. Mine are small, mine are perceptible, but I, I don't know, Man. Someday they'll get there, but they're not there just yet. So that's it. So that's your meatball mixture. The salt, the breadcrumbs, the meat, the cheese, the egg, the onion, the herbs, and a little bit of pepper flakes if you so choose to to use them. Now, take your hands, get them in that mixture and mix it all up. Use a light hand. Um, You don't want to make the meatballs too dense. So you want to mix it all up, but think of yourself as tossing a salad with your hands. So combine everything, but leave the meat loosely together, right? When you make it too firm. You push out all the air bubbles and they just get dense. You've had dense, tough meatballs. They're no bueno, right? You're not a machine. You're a human being. So sort of toss the mixture, if you will, to leave the meatballs nice and loose and supple. Now, time to form the meatballs. So hopefully your sauce has come to a little bit of a simmer, or at least it will by the time we're done with these meatballs. And what you're going to do is just plunk in the meatballs. Um, based on the serving size, we're going to make about 30 meatballs with this mixture. So eyeball it. You want these to be golf ball size, nice little individual meatballs. Let's turn this into a little factory, right? So one at a time, just pick up a little bit of the mixture in your hand, roll it in your palm. It can be uneven again. So just enjoy making them, roll them with your hands and just plunk, plunk plunk right into that simmering sauce one at a time, into the simmering sauce. It's going to start to smell real good. If people are coming into the kitchen, they're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. Everyone's going to feel good about this. When I made it, I made a double batch. I used three pounds of meat. And um, my five-person family, I think we're still digging out of it. We've been digging out of that for five days. Oh, and I froze about half the meatballs. So this is really good on a meatball sub, meatball parm, slice them up and put them on a pizza, or just have a little bowl of meatballs. Have them however you like. I will tell you, I even ate them cold. These meatballs are Good. So plunk them all into the sauce. And there it'll be. You want to make sure the sauce is at a nice simmer. So you've got an occasional bubble. You're not, you know, spraying sauce all over the place. If it does, it's just a pain in the neck to clean. Um, And you do want to leave it open. Um, You want to leave the lid off so that, you know, the tomato sauce reduces a little bit and, you know, everything smells good. These will take about 30 minutes to cook. You just want to make sure the meatballs are submerged. Make sure they get really cooked completely. And that's it. You can serve them straight. You can freeze them. You can freeze half of them. Like I said, make a meatball sub, slice them up, have them with pasta, spaghetti. Enjoy the classic. There it is. Fuss-free meatballs in homemade marinara sauce. I hope you like this. I hope this was a nice little um, break for you right now. And, you know, if you're not a cook, doing a recipe like this that's so easy, you can kind of memorize it and do it from scratch. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel really good, especially if you're not a cook, especially if you're not experienced taking the time to do something like this, taking the time to learn something new, this is something I talk about in one of the episodes. This is milestones and inch pebbles. Not everything has to be a big, huge goal. Sometimes it's just learning or trying a new recipe. And the sense of accomplishment you can get from completing this carries on into later days. The sense of accomplishment your eight-year-old will have from completing this recipe, your five-year-old, your four-year-old is great. My daughter was telling everyone at the table how she made the meatballs, made her feel really good, and she'll feel more confident than next time she bellies up to the stove. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you did and I'll give you a few more recipes. These are classics I make in my home all the time. This cookbook was published in 2009. um, So 11 years ago, you'll see me on the cover with long hair, a nice 30 something version of myself. Pre-kids looking kind of fabulous, if you ask me. The cookbook, by the way, is a collection. It's 140 recipes. I used to have a private cooking school called the wooden spoon in New York City, where I went into people's homes and gave private cooking lessons, as well as teaching at cooking schools all over the city. So this cookbook is a compilation of my 140 time tested recipes that my clients loved. These were the ones that they said were the easiest, were the funnest, that made them feel super confident. Over 10 years, I made a lot of recipes. And a lot of mistakes, as I'd always say, you know, make your mistakes in my kitchen, not yours. So, these are the ones that people love the most, and these are the recipes, honestly, my family comes back to time and time again. And I'm a professional cook, but when it comes to home cooking, you don't mess with the classics. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you continue to enjoy the Personal Revolution podcast and take care, man. Times are intense right now. Whatever you need to do to love on yourself, love on yourself. And yeah, don't sweat the garlic bread with this. I know, I know we all don't want to put on the coronavirus 15, but literally right now you need to sleep. You need to eat. You need to boost your immune system. Healthy home cooking is okay. It's okay if you reach for that cookie. Show yourself a little love right now. You deserve it. Mwah!